You're listening to the Greek's Gridiron, live with Ethan Haristadoulou. Hello again, everybody, and welcome back to the Greek's Gridiron. I am Ethan Haristadoulou, and today, with week one of the NFL's preseason in the books, I'm coming at you all with my 10 takeaways in just 10 minutes. I'm going to spare all the long talk, and we're just going to go in minute by minute, giving you guys 60 seconds of 10 takeaways that I have apiece. So make sure you comment down below your takeaways from this past weekend slate of games maybe your thoughts on my takeaways as well but we're diving right into it and this is going to be lightning quick here like I said 10 minutes you should be in and out of this very quickly and we'll begin first with the Baltimore Ravens now basically my thought from their game this past weekend and it's unfortunate he went out with an injury quarterback Tyler Huntley is QB2 of this team Like I said, unfortunate that injury knocked him out, but when you watch the way he played that offense, it's a new system. Everyone's learning it from Lamar Jackson all the way down to every single quarterback they have on that roster right now. I felt like it was smooth, it was controlled, and for a while now, I have felt like Tyler Huntley gives this team the best opportunity to win in Lamar Jackson's absence. So if anyone deserves to have that shot, I really do think it's Tyler Huntley. And I think he really highlighted that with the back shoulder touchdown pass he had to Tylen Wallace near the left pylon. Beautiful throw, beautiful catch as well. He brings the athleticism that kind of allows you to replicate what Lamar Jackson can do in the pocket as well. And I just truly think that Tyler Huntley is the guy who should be QB2 for this Baltimore Ravens roster. Moving into my next takeaway here, we are looking at the LA Rams and overall just the youth factor that they seem to be having on this team, especially on the defensive side. I think it kind of reared its ugly head a little bit this past weekend in their game here with so much youth fighting for roster spots. I've kind of got a feeling that this defense might be in for a long season. And again, it's preseason, so a time to overreact and maybe take away a little too much from what you're watching here but especially defensively late in the game it felt like we were starting to really see some breakdowns poor tackling not able to set the edge on run plays and you really started to see it like I said late in the game running back Elijah Dotson on the Chargers just absolutely tearing things up going for a whopping 214 yards total at the end of the day excuse the Chargers that is excuse me it's just it's very clear to me that there's a lot of youth here and Even the Rams are very clearly aware of what's going on. It feels like a bit of a retooling, rebuilding year, and it's going to be a long one with how many young players we're going to see on this roster. Next takeaway here, we are looking at the New England Patriots in the offensive line. I think a lot of people notice this. It's no secret here, but the line depth in New England is a little bit scary in my opinion. One that is going to need to be figured out for the long haul of this 17-game season they're about to get themselves in. It felt like just from the very beginning, Zappi gets sacked immediately on the first drive coming off that interception that they had to get things going defensively, and then you just continue to struggle to move the ball throughout the game, getting stuffed behind the line of scrimmage. You finished the day off with three total sacks. You had seven tackles for loss. You got stuffed at the line of scrimmage, another couple of plays on top of that as well. And the offense really was not able to show any sort of signs of life until you got yourself a mobile quarterback under center. And that was when Malik Cunningham stepped in on the final drive of the game, brought a little bit of juice to this team here and led the team down for a scoring drive late to give them at least nine points to finish off the day. Not a great showing, And I'm a little bit concerned if anything happens to their healthy starting line. Next group, though, we are talking here, takeaway from the New Orleans Saints. And I've got to say, 
I think Derek Carr might be the guy. Listen, I know it's preseason and these takeaways are obviously, you know, again, they're hot. They're, this is preseason football. How much can you really take away from it and really buy in? Well, when things look as good as they did for the Saints offensively on that first drive with Derek Carr, I think you need to feel pretty good about it. We saw him throwing the football to Michael Thomas. We saw him throwing the football to Chris Olave. He went 6 of 8 for 70 yards with a touchdown score to Keith Kirkwood at the end of that drive there. It just felt like Carr commanded the offense really well. He felt very comfortable. There was never really a moment where it seemed like the offense was kind of grinding to a halt. He has Alvin Kamara to work with as well. Obviously, he's going to deal with that suspension early in the season, but once he comes back, this is a very talented team and I feel like they're buying into Derek Carr and Derek Carr's buying into what's going on in New Orleans right now and I like it next takeaway for you all though is going to be the New York Jets and that front seven that is just it's going to be a problem and I know again we're talking preseason here and they were going up against a Panthers team with a defense that just did not look great but let me tell you right now the way from starters all the way down to the depth guys on the chart right now, this unit finished with five sacks. Matt Coral had himself one hell of a time playing under center in that game altogether. And I mean, you basically shut down Bryce Young's debut action in the NFL. You have Will McDonald back there, Quentin, or excuse me, up there, up front. You have Quentin Jefferson, Jermaine Johnson, who were all looking for sacks in that game there. You also totaled six tackles for loss as well on the day. I understand we're playing backups here, but these backup guys are also playing backups and they're dominating. And if your depth is that deep and you're getting into positions where, you know, guys are tired and you're making plays defensively late in a game where a guy has to sub out on the starting offensive line, whatever it may be, or you need a guy to come in and pull off a sack. This is a group that I am going to fear as a fan of a team in the AFC. That's all I've got to say here. A little bit long on that next one here, but now we are diving into the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and quarterback Baker Mayfield. After what I saw in this first game here, again, quick takeaway. It's only been one week. I understand that, but it really feels like it is Baker Mayfield's job to lose at quarterback one here. First two drives were a little bit messy, both on the play calling side and just discipline wise with penalties and whatnot. But that third drive, once they finally put it all together, looked really good. And mind you, this is without Mike Evans or Chris Godwin here. Baker Mayfield looked quick. He looked decisive with what he wanted to do. He was taking what the defense was giving him. And this pass to Trey Palmer, absolutely beautiful. Catch was even better on top of that. Give props to both those guys making that play. I've got to say, I don't know who's going to wind up being quarterback one, but right now it feels like this is Baker's job to lose to me. And we saw a lot of that from his drive, from his few, his few drives that he had during that game against the Steelers. Next takeaway here, looking at the Raiders. And I've got to say, Aiden O'Connell, pretty impressed with what I saw from him. Not the stat line, which was really nice. 15 of 18, 141 yards and a touchdown. He had a nine yard pass to Keelan Cole for a score. Uh, it was more so just what I saw from him during this live game action. This is a fourth round rookie here, a guy that you're bringing in to, you know, just kind of work on as a developmental guy. You know, we'll see what we get out of him in a few years. But for him to step in, show some pinpoint accuracy, excellent poise in the pocket. He was doing a great job keeping his eyes downfield. There was, this is one of those things where, He's a backup playing the backups, and this is the type of game that you want to see from somebody. And you want to talk about somebody who not only came out of the gates running, but he came out of the gates sprinting in his first game action. Really impressed with what I saw from him. Keep an eye on Aiden O'Connell. Really, really like what I saw during his game. 
Up next, we look at the Pittsburgh Steelers, and I've got to say here, Kenny Pickett pretty much just picking off, picking up where he left off last season, and I really think that we're going to see an offense that opens things up a lot more, and it's very clear that Kenny Pickett is now comfortable with this playbook. He's comfortable in this scheme here. His accuracy looked awesome. On top of that, he clearly had a rhythm going with Deontay Johnson. The 33-yard touchdown strike to George Pickens that he took all the way up the field was really nice as well. There is, it's, it's very clearly not his first year compared to how he looked during last season early on. He's much more comfortable with what's going on here. And the rhythm and just synergy that you were seeing with the receivers in the drive that he had to kick things off was really impressive. And I'm really excited to see this continue here because a lot of people have doubted Kenny Pickett, the small hands and whatnot, whatever it may be. He's a guy I'm rooting for and someone that I think is going to end up being a little more successful than some people might have realized. And we saw the blossoming of what I think could be a very threatening aerial attack this season where a lot of people were expecting them to just kind of continue to ground and pound with Najee Harris. Next up, the Green Bay Packers, and I've got to say, this is a group that is going to live and die by the skill talent that they have on this roster here offensively, and I'm kind of excited to see what they do. They're very, very young. No one on this offense besides your lead running backs in A.J. Dillon and Aaron Jones have more than a year of experience under their belt. Either they have that or they're a bunch of rookies. Very young skill core, your lead trio being Christian Watson, Romeo Dubs, and Jaden Reed. But altogether, they have a bunch of really young, hungry, talented guys. The talent is certainly there. I mean, you saw, you had Dontavian Wicks, was it Samori Torre, and Malik Heath. All four targets, three receptions going their way, doing an excellent job. Emmanuel Wilson might have played himself into a running back three role, and nobody really saw it coming. Six carries for 111 yards and two touchdowns. Really impressed with what he did. This is a group to watch. They're very young. They're very talented, though, and I'm excited to see just how far they can push on that upside. I know it's going to be a little bit tricky, especially with a lot of young people and a new quarterback leading the way, but this is a group to watch, and I'm really excited with what I saw just off of week one alone. And then finally, to wrap up my 10th and final takeaway here, we're looking at the Denver Broncos, and I've got to say, Sean Payton's offense could work. Emphasis on the could, but could work. If everyone continues to buy in, things looked a little early, uh, little like not great early on, I would say, to kick things off. But once they got into that third drive there, you really started to see what they were trying to do. Play action is going to help this team. The offensive line still is a little bit shaky, I will say that. But Russell Wilson did a really good job of just getting the ball out quick getting it to your playmakers in Jerry Judy and Cortland Sutton and just kind of taking what the defense was giving them. And especially with the way that offensive line was kind of collapsing, you're going to need that. So establishing the run, getting the ball out as quickly and effectively as possible and fooling the defense with play action is going to be the utmost important keys for this team's success. But based off what I saw in week one, especially battling through the difficulties, I think this offense could work. It's, it's a long shot, but it might work. We'll see. This probably won't age well, but we'll see. But those are my 10 big takeaways from this past weekend slate of games. Again, these are all, you know, uh, immediate reactions. Probably going to be wrong half with at least half of these things. Maybe I'm taking away a little bit too much from preseason action, but it's here. We got a lot to look at, a lot of game tape to look at and dive into, and I love doing this kind of stuff. So share your takeaways from this past weekend slate of games. Share your thoughts on my takeaways, things that you saw, 
anything at all, I would love to hear in the comment section down below. But that is it for me. I appreciate you if you made it to the end. I will see you all next time. Have a good one.